basically if you take cinnamon and you you know you do your paint while it's still wet you do cinnamon on it and then you let that dry and then you uh you know you lacquer over it with a with a matte lacquer it'll uh create rust and so it's great for your po post-apocalyptic needs oh that's really wow. cool Cin cinnamon for yeah rust. cinnamon and then you smell like french toast everywhere you go <laughs> and they're delicious <laughs> Episode 355. It's a podcast. With this in here and those in there. <laughs> okay. I am a mic unto himself in the studio. Episode 355. I said that already. Sure. I am a Craig afloat in another room. <laughs> and I'm Elisa wandering here in the wastes of California. <laughs> I um I was telling Craig before we started, I finally replaced the disintegrating uh pads on my headphones and they're completely <laughs> freaking me out today. This is the first time I've used them. <laughs> And um, no sound is leaking in, or you know, very little sound is leaking in. I'd gotten used to the old ones, where mm -hmm. uh, they they weren't keeping any sound out because <laughs> they were falling apart. And um, yeah, so uh, if I seem to be distracted with things, that's <laughs> that's why. Anyway, are your ears in cushiony bliss? They, uh, it feels like I have a head cold. <laughs> So no, <laughs> it's well. I mean, they would be if I was used to it, but the way it is now, it feels like, uh, yeah, it 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 feels wrong. It feels all kinds of wrong. Who's that person we're talking to? Macklemore, <laughs> can we go thrift shopping? What 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 like artificial what, record crackliness what, on this. What, 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 Happy to be with you guys again. Special intro music because this will make sense later. Absolutely. It's called thrift shop. I was trying to figure out what we were doing. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> Your ears are goofed up. My eyes are goofed up because I got new glasses. And I'm still you got new glasses. I'm in that adjustment period where everything, you know, like everything. If I'm looking straight forward because the glasses are the right prescription and everything, everything's fine. But then, like, if I move my head or everything kind of in my periphery yeah. for those yeah, first few days, yeah. you know, everything's mm -hmm. a little wonky and kind of wall eyed and. Hey, Craig, are your new frames metal in the front and plastic on the sides? They are. Because <laughs> they have to be. Yes. Well, okay. I, can, I can get metal bows um, if I want to um, have them disintegrate mm -hmm. from touching my skin. Yes. Yeah. Are you allergic? My perspiration is highly acidic and I will eat the metal. Oh, my gosh. And uh, so for many, wow. many years now, I've always had plastic huh. bows. 
I didn't know that I was can't even have metal a bows. thing. Yeah, and I, I've you know I've done I did all sorts of stuff where too where I had like I had platinum bows one time, so it wasn't even you know like steeler you know steeler aluminum. I had um I I I coated the insides of them with clear nail polish to try mm-hmm. to just have a protective coating but eventually that wears down and so then it starts eating away at it yeah plastic 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 wow huh lacquer <laughs> like spray lacquer um i'm why why, why would i go down that road yet again <laughs> when i can just get plastic ones and i'm fine i mean if you really wanted metal no i don't care enough <laughs> but i why? barely care what they look like to begin with well then why 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 the metal front why not go all plastic um, because I like, um, I like a pair of glasses that is mostly glass, you know, that doesn't have yeah. like a heavy frame. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wire frames are nice. You know, so the, like the, it, it downplays the glasses a little bit. If, if you've got plastic frames, there's usually a little heft to them, you know, a little, I feel like a, little, never... a little bit of a width to the plastic that holds the frames in place. I just like, right. that's like the, that's the one thing about glasses that I will actually like, I like the fact that like the middle frames are very thin. Now yeah. is is that is that be for for your benefit looking out or or for the way it makes you appear? It's for my benefit looking out because yeah. I yeah it, I've I have had plastic frames in the past like yeah. heavier you know where the where the frame is thicker. I feel like every time I put on a plastic frames, I look like those guys from Full Metal Jacket. You know the old oh. <laughs> military black frames that make me look like I'm straight out of the sixties. Yeah. I've had that weird conversation where like anything that you anything that you are inside of or behind. Okay, so your your glasses, your clothing, your car. Like I have somebody made a comment when I got my car, my the car that I have now, which is gold colored and years ago and somebody said, "Oh, that's a really great color. You look good in that car." And I was like, "I don't care. Yeah. I never see myself <laughs> in the car." <laughs> I what I like is all the things that the car can do. <laughs> <laughs> that I can see out of it properly. Yeah, you like, I never you see like myself the, in the car. You like the view from the driver's seat. Yes. <laughs> Same. Th- yeah. Like you know, I never. I. You know how often I see myself in my clothes? Like you know, just the occasional time you're in front of the mirror. Most of the time, I just want the clothes to be comfortable. Yes. And, it, and it, much, yeah, I want to be able to see properly, <laughs> and at least look passing like i want them to look fine nobody's gonna nobody's gonna do a double take and what (laughs) i've never i've never gone to get glasses and put you know and sat there and tried on 17 frames and asked four people for opinions or deciding (laughs) on the frames that i was going to get i've gone i've picked up like okay let's try that 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 put them put three frames on i like that one moving on craig would it be fair to describe your 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 work clothes as black pants gray shirt uh, black pants, button-down shirt of some variety. Darker colors tend mm-hmm. to be more, mm-hmm. more common. Blues, grays, blacks, greens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Purple. I've had I've had heavy plastic glasses for years, and mm-hmm. I don't even notice the frames anymore. I think part of that has to do with I'm so blind that I don't have. I mean, I have peripheral vision, but I can't actually see anything in my peripheral vision. It's oh, just, that's good to know. It's just a giant blur <laughs> that goes all the way around, and so the frame kind of blends in with that. Sure. You just open yourself up to a lot of scares. Yeah. So, <laughs> at least if you ever come come visit, you you know uh, that you can sneak up on Mike from the side. No, yes. I, I have excellent hearing. <laughs> okay. Wear socks. 
Wear your headphones. Yeah, when you got your headphones on, you were at your, you were at your, uh, your most at risk right yeah. now. Yeah. Right now, you were more at risk. Yeah, and there can and, be, there and how be is, zombies running up on you, man? How is the studio set up where I'm sitting? It's like a, it's like a, uh, a mental health office where. <laughs> No, it's the opposite of that. It's the opposite. It's, it's the bad it's, way to do it's it. It's like no, it's like I'm the patient though, but nobody can sneak up behind me. Yeah. You know, I'm looking well, at the door. I'm yeah, looking at the rest of the room. There's that's an there's just a shelf Lisa, behind me. Lisa and listeners in case you were wondering, that's an architecture thing we talk about because we've both Mike and I have both worked on um hospitals or clinics that deal with mm-hmm. uh, you know, mental health offices and consult rooms and, and counseling rooms where right. the, the preferred layout for many is to have the the seating and the, and the desk arrangement be such that the doctor or nurse or counselor is closest to the door. Interesting. So that they yeah, don't have yeah. to get past the patient if the yeah. patient kind of loses control yeah. and right. they need to get out of the room. Didn't know that. You learn something new every day. <laughs> Architecture. Of course, if the patient, you know... <laughs> If you, if you don't immediately shut the door behind you, it really doesn't do much. The patient, <laughs> one would assume the patient can follow you, but you yes. know, right. at least it gets you out into the corridor where there might be help. So you have a fighting chance. If there, if there were, if things were to get violent or anything. I wonder how, so, I wonder how many, anyway, how many people Lisa, that work in those offices actually know why it's laid out like that. Oh, I, I wouldn't be surprised if damn near every one of them knows why it's laid out that way. They're probably taught okay. like, you know, you want to, when you're dealing with with uh, people with mental health issues, and if there's the, the the potential of of violence, you want to you know be aware where your where the door is, be aware where mm-hmm. help is. Should things go bad, all right. Well, I'm going to test this, and I'm, on Monday I'm going to go sign up for therapy, and I'm going to start asking. <laughs> go to a different therapist every week, and just do you know? Ask. Do you know why this like, room's laid out like have this? Them sit down and be like, as soon as you sit down, you'd be like, this room's laid out all wrong. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> if it is, yeah. <laughs> you'd be like you go into one where it, it, it isn't laid out like that and they're you know the the doctors or the therapist or whatever's furthest from the door and you can just start messing with them like you right. know you know mo- most of these uh rooms are laid out in the opposite orientation so that the doctor's closest to the door do you know why that is and they just just like stare at them <laughs> no, you, say, them you know nervous. why that is and then you say with a complete deadpan face i know why that is as as you're reaching over and closing the door. <laughs> Jeez, okay. <laughs> Lisa, real quick before Lisa, we get yeah. into other stuff, you uh you went to see a movie that uh, <laughs> Mike and I Mike and I already talked about a movie that we both saw, and I talked about uh, that being the you know the Star Wars movie, and I I talked about mm-hmm. Knives Out, which I wanted to see. What did you go yeah. see? I went to see Cats. Oh my goodness! <laughs> <laughs> Tell us all about it. Wow. <laughs> Meow. <laughs> it was because the internet uh, tells me I'm supposed to hate it. It's not everybody's bag of, you know, litter. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm bummed. Thank you for um, it's not everybody. We practice that joke. It's really yeah. <laughs> not everybody's cup of cream. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I know a lot of people who don't like the musical to begin with, of course, right. because it's a bunch of cats being personified and running around well, the stage apparently it, it also it has no plot right um it does uh loosely that's, basically that's not what craig and kurt said uh the idea is that you know uh one cat per year you know 
they all get together on this jellical ball and uh, the head of the jellical cats decides who's going to go up to cat heaven and get another one of their presumably nine lives. Uh, so basically a full reset. <laughs> they get to level up. That's, <laughs> that's darker than I thought. It is. I thought they it's were electing their new leader. They're going to decide who no. dies. Yikes. Yeah, they're going to decide who dies and comes back. That's weird. Uh, to a new life. Okay. So, um, is that what that uh, means? Is that what they're they're saying that the the nine lives means they get to reincarnate eight times? Uh, I mean, they don't mention nine lives in the musical, but yeah, basically, you know. They, well, what they happens come back. after the ninth life? <laughs> Do they address well, then this? Kill. Then you're just smeared across <laughs> the pavement, or you're in a dog's belly. Basically. <laughs> <laughs> <Roadkill>. <laughs> Smattered. Kids listening, kids, you're on a farm Matter with all the other cats stuff. where you can run and play for the rest. Yeah. Out in the country. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Go farm in the country. So, it's wonderful and warm and nice. From the, from the musical perspective, um, overall, it, they actually did a really good job of it. A lot of people are freaking out because they used CGI. Um, instead of the full body suits with cat fur, which I, you know, honestly, you get past that and forget about it in the first five minutes of the movie. Um, at least I did. Um, See, I have a feeling that every time a new character came on screen, I'd be like, oh, the only, the only performance <laughs> it is, it that I could so not. Uncanny Valley. Yeah, the only Weird. performance I absolutely could not stand was Rebel Wilson playing Jenny Any Dots. Really? Because. Yeah, she just, I don't know, it felt very, pardon my language, half-assed performance to me. Um, like, she was talking a lot of the song, and I don't know if I'm just so used to seeing the musical. Because you know, she the original can sing. Musical, but, uh, right? Um, Judge, you're judging it against the, the yeah, beloved musical. It felt too farcical. That seems uh, weird, because Rebel Wilson can sing. Yeah, she's done a whole bunch yeah. of singing movies. Yeah, um, it just, it... Basically, the thing that I had an issue with maybe I she think, was directed that way is probably, um, but the whole the whole number became basically a giant fat joke, and that didn't it didn't read uh, well at all. Yeah, low um, hanging fruit. Yeah, there's, yeah. There's, we 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 came up with like three cat jokes about just the rating system about whether you like the the movie or not. <laughs> like oh. you can't come up with better jokes than the cat's fat. <laughs> Yeah. We came up. We came up with the the bag of litter and the cup, cup of cream. And- yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, the roadkill. Overall, the singing was amazing. Um, Judy Dench was in it. How much uh, does she lick her butt? What's that? How much does she lick her butt in this movie? Because I've heard that it's a lot. There's no butt. I promise you, there is no butt licking. She doesn't lick her butt. Okay, well, I was it's lied not to. Very accurate representation of cats. <laughs> I was told so that, also, that like she Mike licks her butt a lot. No plot. It should just be a bunch of these these people lying around, mm-hmm. sleeping <laughs> for most of the eating. time, then eating, and, and then, then lying licking, around, and then licking their butt, <laughs> batting some toilet paper off the toilet paper roll. Sure. Anyway, <laughs> so yeah, so no, overall, no, overall, you once you got it, kind of got past the CGI. Yeah, once you get past the CGI, if you don't have a problem with that, and if you love the musical, you'll very likely love this honestly um uh, the singing the casting was was fantastic um at the end of the movie i was crying <laughs> um and it takes a lot to make me cry at a movie so and if uh, you've if you've ever had a a fantasy you know like it, 
you know, lots of folks out there really love Idris Elba. Yes. Um, you've ever had a fantasy about him being all furry? That's the movie <laughs> yeah. for you. Or any <laughs> of those actors or actresses, right? Yeah, but yeah. I just say Idris Elba too, because he's like the yeah. Like people talk about how lovely and beautiful and pretty and handsome he is all the time. Well, on the one review that we read on, on the show a couple of weeks ago, it, it was it talked about how his ass was hanging out. No, that's good. Maybe that's why it's stuck in your mind. Idris Elba butt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um but yeah, no, I, I cried and and the thing is, um they they were able to do a lot that they can't do on the stage, right? You know. You can have buildings that they can go into and a lot of scene change that you wouldn't otherwise get on the stage. Sure. So that's one of the things that I really liked about it. So and they had spaceships and explosions. What's up? And they had spaceships and explosions. Really? <laughs> and, and laser swords and other stuff you can't do on a stage. <laughs> and then the Jaegers came. <laughs> anyway. They fought the battle. <laughs> so if you can get past the weird CGI-ness, it's, mm-hmm. it's you, good. You it. it is, yeah. It's worth it's worth giving a shot. There you go, Nerdburger review. Woohoo! Four out of five paws. Wait, three out of four <laughs> paws. <right? laughs> Let's do a three out of a three out of five. What three? Cat, do you know that has five paws? That's why I went back to four. <laughs> I actually, I actually had a friend who had a cat with extra toes. Awesome. Yeah, when you yeah. said ex- when you said paws, I was thinking toes. Until you said pause a second time, and then I thought, oh, yeah, that's right. There's only four. toe beans, toe beans, three out of five toe beans, toe beans. <laughs> you know, nice. That's fair. Oh, what if it's on Key West, though? Is it four out of six? <laughs> what? No, Hemingway cats. Anyway, <laughs> is it this time? What's news, What's news? Craig? Oh, ha ha. Um, well, this isn't the news of what's happening or, you know, because it hasn't happened yet. Um, CES 2, right? The uh, Consumer Electronic Consumer Show. Consumer Electronic something or other. Yeah, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, there's there's speculation about, like, what are the, some of the big things you're going to see there? So if you're interested and you're going to keep track of this stuff, if these are the types of things you are interested in. Maybe you want to check out. Um, you know, they expect that there will be a lot of 5G. Mm wireless talk there because last year apparently 5g started to happen you know like they they, there were 5g products and things at ces but like there's so little there's so few areas that are actually ready for 5g and and so few products that it was kind of like okay that's nice i got got the new 5g phone oh yeah how's how well does it work oh no (laughs) there's no 5g yet yeah um but that's going to be one of those things that they're hoping is going to be bigger this year um Mm -hmm. Apple's going to be there for doing something for the I'm first getting, time I'm, in many I'm, years. I'm getting, I'm getting to that kind of um, AI. They've got to hear the, the little subtitle AI all day, all night. Um, we don't really need AI toothbrushes, but um, you know, AI <laughs> machine learning, all that sort of stuff is getting worked into a lot of stuff. So expect to see a bunch of that happening. Any uh, um, son of real time language translation across the globe, washing machines, like, learn i guess how to clean your clothes better i don't know son of um, anton 3.0 <laughs> sure oh you're saying wow son of anton you are we're done <laughs> we finished it last night i was gonna say you're you're very far into it or you're done silicon you valley yeah last okay. last week at this time we were uh halfway through season two um last night we finished season six and the series 
<laughs> we have been watching nothing but Silicon Valley for the last week. Wow. It only took me about, what, six months to convince you to watch it? And then I watched it in 10 days. <laughs> <laughs> um, micro LED stuff. Um, okay, yeah. New screens, like that, yeah. That's, that's driving uh, the 8K video. Sure. Good Lord. I'm, I have like, you wow. know, I have your standard HD, you yeah. know, and like now there's 4K and I'm like, I'm not going to try to worry about 4K. Right? Not only that, but you, you, there's 8K, like, you got a new TV fairly recently within the last couple of years, right? Years ago, yeah. Yeah. We just got a 4K smart TV and, and we love it. But... 4K, 4Ks were around when I, when I got mine. I just didn't get one because they were expensive. Yeah. Regular I'm guest sure. uh, James uh, has outdoing that. has a uh, it's like a 75 inch 4K TV. Wow. <laughs> Thing is ridiculous. It's like a movie theater in your home. It seriously. is. <laughs> so now you can you can you can have um, darks that are even darker and brights that are even brighter. Yeah, because they're doing a, a micro LED for each p- actual pixel, right? Wow. So yeah. that so that when you want when it's supposed to be black, it turns off. Yeah, yeah. Wow. That's this is this is the holy grail that's of uh, of yeah. Of the holy grail of video screen. I'm gonna and I'm gonna get one and I'm gonna watch it and I'm never going to think about it. I'm never going to notice it. I'm never mm-hmm. gonna be like, oh, that's yeah. awfully dark. I well, gotta was... say, we watched Moana on the 4K and both of us were like, it's so pretty. Like the entire movie, we're like, oh my god, look at the green. It's so pretty. <laughs> Nonstop. Yeah, but, but would you have looked at it on regular, you know, regular HD and been like, that's really pretty. I mean, probably, yeah. Yeah, I just, I, I don't, I, I would almost, I would almost, I would almost need to have like three televisions next to each other with HD, 4K, mm-hmm. 8K, and then sit down and watch something that's supposed to really show off the color mm-hmm. and decide whether or not I really care. Yeah, I might, is. I might be able to recognize. Oh, yeah, that's deeper, brighter, blah, blah, blah. But do I care? That's the question. Right. Oh, anyway, let's see. Um, the whole earbud thing now with uh, 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 everybody's chasing Apple. Hmm? Funny how that happens. Yeah, everybody's chasing Apple's earpods because they're they're new, in which we are AirPods, which we talked about. And Mike mm-hmm. gave a complete review of on the show. That was the AirPods Pro. Yeah. yeah. Um. So which will make you feel like you have a head cold too. <laughs> a lot <of> that. <laughs> um. And then they're like, oh god, this is like one another one of those things that I'm like, really is this is this really happening? Um. Uh, you know, CES uh, does have its mm-hmm. share of auto show kind of stuff with uh, legacy car makers showing off sl- sleek vehicles and concept cars and all that sort of thing. But then they're also mm-hmm. like, we've got, you know, the Segway's new uh, flashy S-Pod, a two-wheeled <laughs> chair that can't be tipped over and can turn on a dime. And like, A chair? A, a scooter <laughs> oh made God. by the Swedish bike company Cake. And I'm like, I live, <laughs> I live in Atlanta. I live, I go to work right near georgia tech mm-hmm. so you see your e- share of scooters I've huh? scooters and the e-bikes i have i have never seen those just like come i have never come across a segway or anything like that or a hoverboard or anything like that in the wild in my life where i'm just walking <laughs> along and like, oh, somebody's actually tooling around campus on a segway never seen it yeah move move further downtown mm-hmm. you'll see it all the time they, they do segway tours but to buy a Segway yourself, that's super expensive, isn't oh, it? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're like yeah. $2,000. Well, a lot of the stuff that you're going to see at CES 2020 is going to be super expensive because it's oh, all yeah. the cutting edge stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, then uh, let's see what else. Oh, foldables. 
<laughs> which uh, oh, we got no. our first case of a little while back, Mike, didn't we? What's what that? Was the, what was the phone that folded and oh up, yeah, the, the Samsung uh, Galaxy <laughs> Fold something or other. It snapped in half. Yeah, they um, had to release yeah, it a second are, time. We're going to see more and more of that. Foldable um, touchscreen. Yep. Nice. And then a lot more. Uh, there'll be there'll be all sorts of stuff about security, cybersecurity, and protecting your data and. Yeah, actually, it's funny you mentioned that because a lot of those uh, smart appliances, you know, the stuff that, you know, monitors your clothes and sends a message to your phone, uh, they've been finding a lot of uh, passwords like Wi-Fi passwords and whatnot stored in there and going, relaying that back to China and whatnot. So, well, I mean, Mike, you just, that happened those. on Silicon Valley. I was going to say, I just watched Silicon Valley and there were smart, the smart, smart refrigerators that actually came into play as a, as a yeah. In a big I'm way. I'm happy yeah. with my my normal normal unsmart refrigerator. Oh, that's Thumbs down. That's my news. That's what you can kind of expect. Yeah. So if those are the types of things you're into, keep an keep an eye out um, for what what comes out of CES 2020. Mike, what's news? Oh, uh, celebrity death news. Oh, geez, really? Oh. First show, uh, really? There's a lot. And I'm sitting here on Capitol Hill. Well, it's a long, long journey yep. to the capital city. It's a long, no, his name is uh, Jack Sheldon. Because Nipsey Russell's been dead for a while, I think. Yeah, uh, Jack Sheldon, who... Uh, jazz trumpeteer and singer who uh, voiced many of these characters on Schoolhouse Rock. Has died yeah. at 88. Sad. He was, uh, let's see. He was also on the Merv Griffin show and a whole bunch yeah. of other stuff. <laughs> Good Lord. Kids, the Merv Griffin <laughs> show. You know, uh, you know, Stephen Colbert and <laughs> <laughs> go, go to the previous generation of, of Letterman and Leno and then go back to Johnny Carson and then go, go back. back. What? Step. <laughs> Merv do, people even, do people even know schoolhouse rock at this point do they um, still play it it's had a couple of revivals uh, i was looking at that it came back in the 90s and then again in yeah. 2009 it's had a little bit of revival stuff too and i think it's one of those things that it's in the zeitgeist mm-hmm. at least to some extent even with the younger yeah. generation just because you can find it online and it got it got parodied on a uh, saturday night live within the last 10 years or so didn't it yeah okay um, yeah yeah, yeah. He was the... I remember watching that alongside Sesame Street and yep. Romper Room and all of those. I'm dating myself Kids, now. <laughs> Romper Room. <laughs> Reading Rainbow. <laughs> well, no, everybody knows about Reading Rainbow, though, because Jordy LaForge, <laughs> because oh, yeah. uh, of LeVar Burton is still such a beloved character. I mean, like, well, nerds that, about Reading Rainbow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's like that pantheon that's like, you know, mm-hmm. it, it's, it's meme worthy and it's online all the time of like Bob Ross. Um, mm-hmm. Bill Nye, um, I love Bill Nye. Burton and who's, uh, Mr. Rogers, you know, like of the, yeah. the educational television personalities in, in various area, various areas. Mm-hmm. Did anybody see the Mr. Rogers movie? I have not yet. Kurt and I, my brother and I were, we, we, we debated between that and Knives Out and we ended up going to Knives Out. Knives Out was excellent. Yes, it was, it was really good. I have some news. Uh oh. 
Dr. Phil's house is for sale at 5.75 million and it apparently looks like an NRA crack house. <laughs> it's terrifying. Seriously, look it up. Dr. <laughs> Phil's what do you mean house. by NRA crack house? It's <laughs> am got I guns everywhere. Am I supposed to look up Dr. Phil's house or am I supposed to look up NRA crack house? I just look up Dr. Phil's house for sale. It's terrifying. You got a lot of guns. Yes, they're they're all over the house, and then just like guns, just guns lying everywhere. Oh my lord! Yeah, yeah, his banister is covered with. I don't know if those are supposed to be vines or antlers or what they are. But oh, I feel wow. like. Do you remember that that commercial from the eighties where they're like, you know, here in this restaurant, we've replaced such and such as coffee with Folgers crystals. Let's see yeah. if they notice. I really want to walk through there and be like. Here in Dr. Phil's house, we've replaced all of his gun collection with Nerf weapons. Let's see if he notices. Yeah, it's a, like one <laughs> whole wall in the know. dining room. <laughs> wow, that yeah, is that... bizarre. It's truly, truly bizarre. He's got a hanging egg chair. Yep. <laughs> he doesn't sit. Nobody sits in that, right? I mean, I would totally sit in an egg chair. Yeah, but it's it's hanging by one rope. Like yeah. it's not even like stabilized. Like you'll turn around and be facing the wall. <laughs> wow, this is this is his house. Scary. Wow. He's got Star Wars crap on some of the walls. I mean, Star Wars, I'm good with. But he, I mean, the house itself one, is awesome. There's, but... <laughs> there's one wall that's like got the, the, the fireplace and the hearth on it, and it's got, a, you know, um, a mantle above it with pictures and little knickknacks and things, and then there's a nice photograph, or a, that's the TV's up there. He's got a TV yeah. up there. And then to the left and to the right, there's just a bunch of stuff of like just different size pictures and nicky nacky stuff. It was like, it's really tacky. Yeah. It's, it is, it is pretty tacky and every room's tacky in a slightly different way, different colors. And now we know why he is the way he is. <laughs> Got a billiards room that has a blue, a blue and white table with, with lion carved legs. I'm just terrified by the snake-looking things everywhere on the banister. It looks like Jumanji opened up in his house. <laughs> it's like the picture over the fireplace is, just looks like a one of those time-lapse photographs of, <laughs> yeah. of just a, a city mm -hmm. at sunset where you can see, you know, all the headlights and taillights streaming on the... Like, really? That's something you frame and put over your... For all we know, for all we know, that's his screensaver. That <laughs> oh, that's right. That's probably a TV. That's probably a TV. Flashes pictures mm -hmm. like that. Yeah. Yeah. This this article in to and today dot com says it looks like it was decorated by Beetlejuice. That's a and that's pretty a, accurate description. A, <laughs> a candle chandelier hangs above the billiard table. Candles. Now maybe those are electric and they just light up and like. But if those are candle candles. Yeah, how often are you replacing that felt? <laughs> yeah, right. Can anybody figure out what the picture is across from the egg chair? Because it says F-U-C-K on it, and I see a big poof ball, and I'm not sure what the heck is on there. If It's, it's a teddy on... bear. Oh, is it? It looks like a teddy bear, sure. <laughs> Can you imagine having to stare at that while sitting in that damn chair? Well, you're not going <laughs> to be able to stare at it because the chair is going to spin around on you because it's on one <laughs> rope. That's true. <laughs> The you're going to look at I'm that sure. teddy bear every five seconds. <laughs> oh, God. I love the caption on this picture. 
the living room is certainly interesting. It's like <laughs> they really, really, yeah. And the, <laughs> in the uh, the staircase, it says, "All we can say is, wow." <laughs> He's yeah. got some sort of thing with teddy bears. They're everywhere. It's crazy. Well, this says it's his son's house. Dining room. Mike, Mike, those comments about the house—that's <laughs> that's the house description version of they have a good personality. Sure. <laughs> So what's so what's Mike like, Lisa? What's that? What's my, you know, this, this oh, Mike what's, Mike like? what's Mike like? He's got a good personality. <laughs> okay. He does have a bear thing going on, like a teddy bear <laughs> oh, thing. God. Well, oh, he terrifying. is kind of a bear. I'm serious. Aww. He's got that teddy bear thing with the F-U-C-K on. He's got a thing up on the wall. I wasn't seeing I the picture where bears. it's spelled. It's got the letters on it, but yeah. I think a little he, teddy bear statue in one room. Like, it's like Five Nights at Freddy's. Weird. But then you get <laughs> you get to the photo of the backyard with the pool and everything. And, oh, it just looks like a, like you know a rich person's house. Like yeah, it looks yeah. totally totally what you would expect Doctor Phil to live in. And then you go inside and it's like womp 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 Well, and he has he has some sort of thing with all these light fixtures with like I don't know if they're. Like it looks like shredded clothes hanging from his chandelier. Yeah, it's terrifying. I bought it because I bought it because I have because I, <laughs> I can. Yeah, like let us. I don't know. Anyway, that's enough looking at somebody's weird rich house. <laughs> rich guy's weird. Speaking of of weird houses, um, I don't know these these bar stools. They think of of forests, which made me think of the fact that they're coming out with a TV series of uh, uh, Legend of Zelda. It's going to be a Netflix release. Okay. Uh, yeah. Not sure how I feel about it yet. <laughs> well, how about I mean, you, how about it's like the D and D movie. <laughs> yeah. You know, Is it, live it could action? be really good, could be really good or really bad. Yeah, it's live action, so it could be terrible. Can be great. You know what's going to happen is it's going to come out, and there's going to be all the you know the, like, before it even comes out, there'll be like screenshots of the characters, you know, mm-hmm. with with you'll get a chance to see what Link's costume looks like and so forth, and then people will be like, and then you look at this cosplay that's done by somebody that just you know pieced this together in their um, yeah in their sewing room, and it's like twenty times better, right? And um, I me- and I mentioned cosplay and costuming right now because of something later. Yes. We'll see. Hey, do you uh you want to talk uh moons? Moons? Oh. We have the list of moons for 2020. We have the moon count. 13 full moons, including okay. two super moons and one blue moon. Super moon. Yeah, two. It doesn't say which of them are the Well, this list doesn't say which of them are the super moons. Hang on. Oh, well, we'll have to come back to that. Yes, uh, next week, January, mm-hmm. January 10th, the wolf moon. February 9th, the snow moon. March okay, 9th. What do these mean? Are these just fun fun names that they're yes. giving to them? I don't know. I don't, I'm sure they have mean meanings. Anything, right? The thing I have doesn't tell, tell you what the meanings are, so we can okay, we'll have I'm going to gonna guess. look up wolf moon and see if that actually means anything. I think <laughs> it is. Well, you may want to save your, your, your Googling for some of these other ones, like March 9th, Worm Moon. Worm Moon? Worm Moon. That's a terrible pairing of words. It is. Apocalyptic. <laughs> it's like worms crawling out of the moon, flying it, toward Earth. 
April 7th is the pink moon. Hmm. May 9th is the flower moon, which makes sense. May flowers. June 5th, strawberry moon. July 5th, buck moon. Buck moon. <laughs> Howdy there. My name's Moon Buck Moon. <laughs> Let's go hunting. Yeah. <laughs> uh, or fishing. August 3rd, sturgeon moon. There you go. <laughs> September 2nd, corn moon. October 1st, harvest moon. I've heard that one before. October yeah. 31st, blue moon. Uh, December 29th, the cold moon. Oh, I skipped. I, I skipped November. November 30th. Which is? The beaver moon. Oh. Okay, I'm looking that one up too. Because of course you are. November 30th, uh, coincidentally enough, was, was uh, Jack Sheldon's birthday. Or November wow. 30th, 1931. Okay, we do have reasons for these. Yeah. At least the couple that I looked up. What'd you find? The worm moon in March is uh, so named because that is the point where temperatures begin to warm and the ground begins to thaw and earthworms start to reappear, oh. heralding the return of robins and some other birds. Hmm. The beaver moon <laughs> um, is uh, the, named for the time of the year when um, colonists, and then this is in the United States, of course, colonists and Algonquin tribes um, probably, and I'm, I'm assuming the Algonquin tribes taught the colonists to set their beaver traps mm -hmm. to ensure a supply of warm winter furs. That's so that's like, that's the like last chance to to catch those beavers so that you're warm in December. That's yeah. the start of beaver hunting season. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Also, sometimes known as the frost moon because it's about the time of the first frosts. Of course, that is dependent mm -hmm. on what part of the country you're yep. in, but yeah, I, I get it. So yeah, they're they're named after things. It it wasn't just like somebody just came in and just like slapped names on there. <laughs> they're actually they have they have a meaning, apparently. Don't I want know. a Death Star Moon. <laughs> Death Star Moon. <laughs> That's no moon. <laughs> Death Star Space Station. <laughs> so when so like. Well, yeah. when did when did Star Wars come out? What month of the year did Star Wars come out? Can we name that the Death Star Moon that month? <laughs> well, it's May, right? Was it? So, like nineteen seventy-seven, I so, think, was the first one. May twenty-fifth. Okay, the moon. The yeah. the first moon in May is from now on the Death Star Moon, and this yes. this is how you have to celebrate it. You have to recognize it by you and a friend of yours looking at the moon, and one of you saying, look, it's the Death Star Moon, and the other one has to say, that's no moon. <laughs> All of you listeners, heed this. There's no tradition like a new tradition. <laughs> well, would we also accept Space Station Moon? <laughs> yes. Sure. <clears throat> Um, I normally don't hit on this particular type of topic um, too often because I know Mike likes to bring it to the show, but this one I, I, I need to read because of how, how the story phases, how you get from one, like every, every paragraph, there's like new information that makes it more interesting. So it builds. Yes. A Wisconsin man who was cited for regularly defecating in a public park over a period of two years, admitted that his exercise for, or his excuse, sorry, for doing so was 
pretty crappy. (laughs) (laughs) Jeffrey S. Churchwell of Elkhorn told police that he publicly defecated up to several times per day. Wait, what city? (laughs) Elkhorn. (laughs) At Natureland Park in Whitewater. Oh, my God. Oh, Whitewater. Up to several times per day. How, How much is several to you? Oh, probably at least six or seven times. Well, who goes that much? Maybe 10. I think a couple of uh, three is a few and then several. Four. Mm -hmm. It's got to be at least four. So four times a day. As a result, the 60-year-old suspect (laughs) was cited for disorderly conduct and agreed to pay a $365 fine plus $5,705 to the county public works department to reimburse them for the stains he left behind. What what was he staining so badly that rain <laughs> wouldn't just like it's all organic, right? The uh, picnic tables? I I don't know. That's oh, they, it doesn't they don't say. answer that question for you. So that's like this is the escalation of it. This is <laughs> Walworth County Sheriff's first got wind of Churchwell's movements <laughs> on October eighth after a worker at got the wind of yeah after a there's, there's two in there. Walworth County Highway Shop complained about the poop and used toilet paper left near a parking a park building. Mm. So so he <laughs> he brings his own paper. toilet paper. <laughs> yeah, but he's I pooping love, outside. It's just yeah it's on just, something that stains. All I'm picturing right now is some. Times a day. I'm picturing some Wisconsin soccer mom with her family going for a picnic. <laughs> like, honey, please just. Just grab a grab a picnic table without the skid marks. <laughs> at first, God, at first, Churchwell, a high school English teacher who is officially retiring this month. Coincidence? So, so this is this is the this is the story that his graduating seniors are going to take with them. <laughs> he's, he's retiring. Oh my god! Um, told is the he? officer. Who, told the officer who pulled him over that he didn't know why he was being stopped. But after deputies asked if he'd like to see pictures of why he was pulled over, Churchill allegedly hung his head and said, going to the bathroom. (laughs) (laughs) And there's a little more to the story, but that's, that's, those are my highlights of just how it kind of escalates. People are disturbing. Yeah. Park pooping. (laughs) Wow. Park pooping. Hey, Mike, what's noteworthy about your uh, senior year English teacher? <laughs> uh, nothing. You could ask mm-hmm. me and Kurt, and we would tell you that he gave everybody in the class nicknames. That's what's remarkable, remarkable about Mr. Davis. Everybody, every <laughs> student got a nickname. What was your nickname? Uh, CC Rider, which is a song... Okay, kids, CC Rider. <laughs> and it's not CC, the letters, it's S E E, S E E, I believe, right? Oh, okay. I thought CC, you know, um, correct handle. Anyway, um, look it up, I guess. But yeah, uh, me and Kurt were both CC Rider. Clark got um, um, mild mannered reporter Clark Kent. <laughs> and, I'm, and I am not kidding you, he addressed you with this name. When really? he called on Clark in class, he said that whole thing. Holy moly. I'm not kidding. He was a goofy guy. That's fun, though. Really, really good English teacher. Yeah, I was going to say, you need somebody who has a sense of humor, usually, because yeah. you well, get the stodgy ones. And... 
Well, one of the great things I'll, I'll remark about this about his teaching English was like he was quirky in that he gave everybody nicknames. Um, he had great big Coke bottle glasses, um, but he was like a perpetually happy guy. And he he also taught like he's the only teacher I've ever had that taught like um, a literature from a different time period in a way that I that actually helped you understand it. Like when he taught Shakespeare, we would talk we would go through, the you know. Macbeth and we'd, we'd be talking about this scene in Macbeth and he'd say okay when Macbeth you know Macbeth says blah 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 or Macduff says blah 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 and we didn't have annotated versions of the book mm -hmm. the play right so he would but he would say and what that means is like he was he was kind of helping to translate some of the verbiage and was help us understand why that's a joke mm -hmm. or what that reference what's important about that for that time period those types mm -hmm. of things so right. like Macbeth actually made sense <laughs> You need English teachers like that. So yeah. anyway, that's my wow. news. They're they they charged him three hundred and sixty five dollars in fines. <laughs> the park pooper. Yeah. Plus fifty seven hundred and five dollars in restitution to the public works department for for expenses having to clean up after him. Yeah, the stains. Wow. wow. Did you see a picture of this guy? No. In your in your article, he kind of no. looks like he could be uh like Jim Gaffigan's uncle. <laughs> which is oddly appropriate <laughs> i couldn't stop eating i had to poop all the time <laughs> there was this park park pooper oh my god park pooper <laughs> those hot pockets just go right through ya <laughs> wait until i got to got to the school <laughs> said it for news I guess. And now they're doing Jim Gaffigan jokes about poop and Jim Gaffigan wouldn't do that. <laughs> it doesn't work, Blue. Oh my god. So Lisa. Yes. What you been doing lately? I have been doing a lot of costuming. Um, sadly, all of our dystopia rising events are down right now. Um, all because of site issues. Um, that they're working on. Uh, we have one up in Oregon that I just went to. Um, they're rebuilding their tavern because it burnt to the ground. <laughs> uh, Sorry, folks. Apocalypse canceled. Told <laughs> right. Um, and then our site, of course, in Northern California because of the fire. Uh, so I've been taking the time to do some crafting, um, a lot of costuming, uh, a lot of Goodwill shopping. Going with Macklemore to the thrift shop. Hey, yeah, right. <laughs> Gonna pop some tags. So tell us, tell us all about making cool clothes from cheap thrift store finds. So yeah, um, for you LARPers out there, anybody who enjoys costuming, cosplay, LARPing, uh, there's there's a whole lot that you can do. Um, going to the Goodwill is a good first uh, good first step. Um, especially for post-apocalyptic, of course. Um, if you go on, uh, what is it, uh, Pinterest, you can find all sorts of really amazing uh, post-apocalyptic costuming. I'm uh, grabbing any sort of like woven materials. Distresses really, really nicely because you can shred it. <clears throat> um, one of uh, my dear friends. Ty Norman, who is a prop and costume making genius, um, basically taught me a really good technique for distressing, uh, you know, any sort of woven 
material. Basically, you take it, put your foot down on one part of it, hold it taut, and then you take a bread knife um, because it's got all the serrations on it, and then drag it hard up and down, um, and it'll just shred the hell out of it. So, if you're looking for, you know, rent for clothing, you're playing, you know, a street urchin, a <laughs> scum. Society for the Citizens of the Underprivileged Majority. Craig, you should remember that one. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember Scum? Vaguely, yeah. That was the Puss Blotches. <laughs> yeah. What? The Puss Blotches. <laughs> okay. At the, Renaissance the Fair, at the Renaissance Fair, you had a, a variety of groups who portrayed various people in different strata of society. You had the court, mm-hmm. the military, the townsfolk, and so forth. And then there was uh, there were street performers who basically just kind of wandered the street and played in character with the patrons. And there was, um, at various times, different groups of them. And one at one point, for several years, there was a group called the Puss Blotches, <laughs> who were basically the scummiest, like, filthiest, like... Like think Monty Python and the Holy Grail, Dirt Farmer, you know those characters. <laughs> right? um, and so they were all about just like it was. It was a it was a weird combination of of like gutter humor mm-hmm. with like occasional social commentary and kind of like highbrow stuff kind of woven in there every so often. Because yeah. the people that were performing this were actually very smart, very witty people. Um, but they were called the Puss Blotches, and they were filthy. And fabulous. (laughs) And and they were a lot of fun. So, yeah, um, a lot of times you can find stuff. um, They'll have, you know, alpaca skins and stuff like that, which can be really great if you're like a barbarian costume. Um, My favorite for barbarian-style costumes is football armor. Uh, (laughs) You know, especially for women. Uh, you can find like kids sized uh, football armor, which doesn't look, you know, doesn't make you look hulking, um, but it's good for armor and barbarians. Um, and then, you know, you just paint it up in browns, greens. Um, Put all kinds can, of crap on it. Yeah, bones, um, especially like Halloween stores. Take advantage of the uh, Halloween sales uh, afterward because you can find like little bags of, you know, plastic and styrofoam bones. Um, Michael's, you can find all sorts of like wood buttons and bone buttons and things like that um, that really give you that look. So uh, it's a lot of fun to do. Um, I've been doing a lot of nerf uh, distressing also because, um, of course, we don't feel like running around with neon guns in the apocalypse. So um, <laughs> typically we uh, will dremel them up stuff in them paint them up and then you know chip the paint or wrap them in electrical tape yeah yeah absolutely or wrapping in you know wrapping the handle in distressed fabric and whatnot so it's a lot of fun um it really opens up a lot of creativity um the the individual and you can shoot them at people yes absolutely yeah um i've gotten a lot of nerf guns actually (laughs) I've got like five of them sitting in my house now. Um, and they have a couple of different types. They have Your regular uh, Nerf Dr. Phil. <laughs> I'm just going to start plastering my wall with them. <laughs> you too feel like Dr. Phil. <laughs> Maybe they'll give me my own show. <laughs> but uh, 
Yeah, so, uh, and with the advent of 3D printing, now of course they have a ton, a ton of modifications that you can do for Nerf guns. I mean, you can print scopes, um, you can print all sorts of stuff, extensions on them, things to make them quieter. Uh, you know, they're, they're everywhere, so. so it's a lot of fun. Have you guys done any sort of Nerf games or Nerf shooting or anything like that? Um, I've used Nerf weapons. I've never really engaged in any game type stuff with them. Mm-hmm. Um, I've done the paintball thing in the past, many years ago, but yeah. never, never the Nerf stuff. I, I, I guess, have not. I didn't. I I haven't worked at a tech startup, mm-hmm. so <laughs> I, I don't have a lot of Nerf guns. Don't have a lot of that oh. stuff laying laying around in the uh, architecture offices. <laughs> Although I have I have at various points at at offices had like rubber band guns and stuff like that. Oh sure. Yeah. <laughs> It makes me think of the marshmallow shooters that they used to have at Run Fair. Yeah. <laughs> just launch, just launch yeah. tiny marshmallows at people. We had those little cylinder ones with the pump handle. Yeah. We had trebuchets in my office at one point years and years ago, and we were shooting like the little uh, miniature marshmallows at, yeah. each, at each other across the <laughs> office over the cubicles. I have, uh, I have, I have a, uh, um, um, uh, uh, like a repeating semi-automatic rubber band shooter somewhere in a nice. box. That's fabulous. You, you can load like you can load like twenty rubber bands onto it before it starts to get unwieldy and just go. Gung, 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 gung. Cool. <laughs> and I have yeah. also, I have also seen the Gatling gun, which is ridiculous. Yes. But <laughs> <laughs> well, and it's funny because uh, so in Dystopia Rising we have uh, this this strain called natural ones and you know they're very primitive uh people you know they're wearing furs and uh, and whatnot living in the woods and uh nerf makes what's called a flywheel gun which is kind of a it's not automatic per se but it's battery operated so you pull one trigger and it starts to like almost like it's heating up and it makes this buzzing noise <laughs> and the last game i was at in southern california all of the natural ones were like screaming and running away every time it made this noise because they were calling them bees. <laughs> and they're like, yellow things fly out the front and it's buzzing. Everybody <laughs> run. And so every time anybody would kick their gun up, you just see this entire group of natural ones just run away screaming for their lives. It was hilarious. Um, that's a really i'm looking at the one of those things <laughs> cut open that's a really complex piece of plastic it is and and a lot of our gamers are like taking these things apart modifying them uh, and people modify the batteries so they're a little bit more high powered uh, it's it's pretty interesting what is it called yeah. again uh the nerf flywheels okay yeah they're battery operated as opposed to just the inside Old of that is more complicated yeah. than the inside of my laptop. <laughs> it's got more. God, I hope parts. not. God, I hope not. <laughs> I can send you guys some pictures too with uh, some of the guns and, and uh, some of the costuming. Um, I think my best find so far at a thrift shop uh, was out here. Uh, I found a, a compression suit, a motocross compression suit, which was oh, really? easily like a hundred and twenty-five dollar compression suit for like twelve bucks. And wow. so the back of it has like articulated armor panels on it so you can bend, you know, it'll bend with you. Um 
people tease me because I look kind of like an armadillo when I bend over. (laughs) 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 But I mean, it's got like, so it's, it's connected with webbing, but it's got like arm shield. It's got uh, shoulder shielding. It's got a chest plate. um, And it is hands down the best uh, post-apocalyptic thing I've found so far. So I did. um, Wow. Yeah. So I did uh, a layer of metal, uh, basically a metal paint. And then uh, basically if you take cinnamon and you, you know, you do your paint while it's still wet, you do cinnamon on it. And then you let that dry and then you, uh, you know, you lacquer over it with a, with a matte lacquer. It'll uh, create rust. And so it's great for your post-apocalyptic needs. Oh, that's really wow. cool. Cin- cinnamon for yeah, rust. Cinnamon. And then you smell like French toast everywhere you go. And you're delicious. <laughs> and, and, but don't eat like a spoonful at a time. Yeah. We all remember yeah. those, those videos. Did you find the $12 compression suit at the thrift store? I did. Oh I my did. God. Yeah, it was brand new. I have the tags on it wow. and everything. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll send you guys a picture if you guys want to post something. Yeah. yeah, if you're if you're comfortable sharing um, yeah. photos of your work, by all means. Absolutely. Um, you know, and uh, the individual that I was talking about before, Kai Norman, he is a genius in prop making. Um, for our one of our games, um, they basically had a nuclear device uh, that he made out of. Uh, like a metal trash can and this thing had like sound timer and up was amazing uh, so you know found items uh, are one of the best things that you can use for props any and this is you know it's not just for post-apocalyptic larks you know you can do this stuff for you know your fantasy larks or if you have something that's like old west um, I had a friend out here who ran a uh, Firefly Lark for a while, um, and some of the costuming that came out of that was just incredible. It's a lot of fun. Well, everybody so, likes a good space western. Yeah, absolutely. I would love to find a Star Wars Lark personally. I think that'd be that'd be a lot of fun. Well, it's easy to find that stuff at the thrift stores too, because you know you just go and you find your drab colors and. You know, you can modify robes and dresses. You know, you cut it down the center and basically got, you know, a Jedi robe. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Find some sort of bohemian looking dress in, you know, like a a beige or something like that. You could just make your own Star Wars costume. There are the, there were those uh um cosplay people that went to the mm-hmm. Star Wars experience. Mm-hmm. Or whatever that thing's called. The um Yeah. The Disney, Disney theme, the theme park, yeah. and mm-hmm. uh, and you know they tried to dress up to look like they were in the universe, but not actually as characters because they allow mm-hmm. you to do that. But they, you know, there's a fine line. Yeah, you know, so they had to, and they had uh, that article that Jim sent us. It talked about all the the types of things that they mm-hmm. that they got clothing wise. Um, yeah that were like generically in the star Wars universe mm-hmm. that you could use. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't have to be something, you know, super complex, you know, if you look star- at Ray's costume, it's a lot of fabric wrapped around fabric. Star Wars <laughs> costumes strike me as like, it's either something that you could put together for 20 bucks in an afternoon, mm-hmm. or you're going to spend three months on it. Yeah. 
like if you're going to do like you know a pilot outfit with all the doodads on the front panel and you know that to make the helmet right and yeah um we actually might, went... do anything droid oriented it's going to take a long time but then oh, like absolutely. a lot of the a lot of the like just regular outside of like the civilian you know, clothes Mm-hmm. Yeah, anything that's like civilian clothing, like like Star Wars stuff, seems like you know you could put together something pretty solid, pretty easily. Yeah. Well, we went to uh, we went to go see Star Wars in costume, and uh, you of know, mine was <laughs> of course like you do when you're a nerd, yeah. um, <laughs> legitimate nerd. And uh, four, I think four of the people that went with us had Mandalorian full Mandalorian armor, wow, helmet, yeah, that they had been working on for for a while. So, uh, you know, you can do it. You just gotta, sometimes you just gotta think creatively, think outside the box and, uh, use, you know, you can use found items for a lot. Um, having a Dremel is a really good thing to have, because uh, <laughs> you can do a ton of stuff with a Dremel, you know, and a drill. Um, I'll send you guys some pictures of, you know, of the armor and stuff that I've made. A lot of fun. And if you put together a really good stormtrooper costume and join the 501st Legion, um, and Star Wars comes to film any of its TV shows mm-hmm. in your area, you can end up in the show like happened in The Mandalorian. They didn't have enough stormtroopers. Really? For some scenes. So they put out a call to the 501st. Oh, that's wow. Awesome. And a bunch Did of people showed up in their perfect stormtrooper costumes. That's amazing. <laughs> Craig, you haven't watched it yet? I have not. Yeah. Okay. Oh, The Mandalorian? Correct. I have not watched so it. So good. So good. You got to get your baby Yoda on. <laughs> I don't got to do anything. <laughs> so yeah, costuming in a nutshell. Um, you know, it doesn't have to be complex. Some, some tips. Costuming tips with Lisa. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And also there's some good, uh, there's some good uh, tutorials on YouTube on, on distressing. Like if you are doing a post-apocalyptic, um, cause of course they have like wasteland weekend, which is not a LARP. It's a giant festival in the desert uh, in the summertime. And so if you want to do stuff like that, there are a lot of really, really outstanding uh, distressing videos. How to, be- uh, how to make your clothes look beat up without tiring yeah. yourself out. Well, like, so if you have something, some sort of a dark fabric, like wool, especially, um, and you toss a little bit of flour, just plain flour at it, pat it down so that it kind of sinks in and then just go over it with like, again, a matte, uh, kind of lacquer. Um, it'll, it'll look very distressed. You know, you rub, uh, some black paint, take some black paint, put on a glove, rub it all over, rub it in and, you know, kind of smudge it. Um, it's really easy to do. And then you can never wash it. Yeah, unless you want to do it all over again. Make sure you take take that costume off before you eat your cheeseburger. That's why you do it. That's why you do thrift store stuff. So you buy it and you just, you know, you'll you'll wear it until you get sick of like if it starts to stink or anything or if it starts to get too beat up. You do something that's relatively inexpensive. Start over again. Yeah. And honestly, if you put it in the wash, if you put it in the wash and you put it in the dryer, you know, and it's already torn up a little bit, it's going to get that much more torn up. So, you know, other than the paint and whatnot, which some of that might wear off, but I mean, I have stuff that I spray painted that I've washed four times now and it's still, you know, you still see all the spray paint on it. You know, I'll usually do a second layer of it, which takes 10 seconds and then you just let it dry. 
Yeah, just do just do a little research about what you know what mm-hmm. you're putting on there and whether or not mm-hmm. you're washing it a certain way or you know. Yeah, don't wash it with other clothing. Don't wash it with other clothing. You maybe you maybe it doesn't get washed on hot. Maybe you just air yeah. dry it instead of mm-hmm. putting it in the dryer. Whatever. You know. Yeah, don't put don't put spray painted stuff and in, straight into a hot dryer. <laughs> Unless you want a potential fire. Listen, yeah, or you want, a, you want your inside of your dryer painted. <laughs> yeah. Inside uh, of my dryer is very boring. It's neutral colors. It's really <laughs> <laughs> Can I paint this up like Jackson Pollock? Yeah, I was just going to say that. <laughs> Jackson Pollock. Gotta love it. The yeah, there's fun stuff that you can do. Um, I, found, I found this really awesome uh, wood-covered book, and it's, like, really good size book and it's got it's a hinged like giant wood covered book that I painted up uh, for LARP it's got this this quartz like rock uh, on the side that's been kind of glued on so then you have like a little uh, leather piece that you can wrap around it to keep it closed and whatnot so there's all sorts of fun finds that you can that you can get little spell books and stuff you can find journals you know and then uh, kind of customize it and go looking on the ebay yes you never know like people forget ebay still exists yeah i, <laughs> I got myself a dollar fifty cd um of oh, starlight right. orchestra music <laughs> <laughs> recently so you never that's know awesome. yeah and wish um i found so much stuff for especially post-apocalyptic i found a lot on wish and they have a lot of fantasy stuff too you know, um, like circlets that you can wear and like crowns, you know, um, if you're doing some sort of a medieval type or fantasy setting, uh, they've got a lot. They've got dresses and stuff on there. Um, the thing is, you know, a lot of times they're going to be like $10, $15 and then you're going to pay for the shipping because it's coming from China. But uh, Wish is actually a really, really good resource for uh, cosplay. Have you guys had any uh, anything that you needed to costume for? Any games? Um, I, I don't have any no, costume needs right at this moment. <laughs> have you in the past though? Like done? You've done LARPs before, haven't you, Greg? Me? No, not really. I've done Never? I've done some stuff that it just required modern clothes. I did some vampire uh, LARPing, modern day vampire LARPing years and gotcha. years ago. Yeah, but just regular modern day clothes were fine. Like I was playing, I was playing a, a Toriador, so I was just wearing like a mm-hmm. you no. Know, like nice pants shirt and a, <laughs> and a, and a blazer. <laughs> so you weren't a you weren't a Euro trash vampire. <laughs> no, no, he was he was a fancy art fancy art vampire. <laughs> Although I'll I'll give it to my friend Josh, who mm-hmm. not not regular uh, guest Josh, but one time guest Josh, who was on the show a little while back, um, who was in that LARP uh, for vampire, and he was playing. Um, if I remember correctly, it was him. Um, he was playing in Nosferatu, and he took some old clothes of his and beat the living crap out of them, <laughs> so that he looked like a basically a street person, vagrant you know, homeless person, and like a, a homeless person that like 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 the cliche of a homeless person, like, like mm-hmm. really looks really bad. <laughs> and, and and we were going, and, we're, and this was larping in like you know out in about in the world, mm-hmm. it wasn't at like a at a event place or anything. So like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> walking around with shoes that are people are giving him the side eye side by walking down the street with me and i'm wearing a blazer yeah we called this game freak the mundanes yeah a little bit, <laughs> a little bit. god 
So yeah, uh, I'll send you guys some pictures. Cool. Yes, yes please. Good. We'll put them on I'll the website you. for you to yeah. look at. So go look at the show notes, everybody. You can see some of the uh, some of the work that Lisa's done with some of the tips that she shared today. Excellent. Look, we're educational today. <laughs> we we try to do this about every five or six months. <laughs> Education. Yeah. Education is good. Not just talking about the park pooper. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy Dr. Phil's house. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> With the gun wall. It's terrifying. Candle dripping on the billiards table. <laughs> That's not teddy practical. Bear. Like a teddy bear nightmare. <laughs> oh. I'm telling you, Five Nights that'll, at Freddy's. That'll go, that'll go right along with the clown motel. You know what I wish they would make is Five Nights at Freddy's for uh, the VR headset. Um, we have an Oculus Rift, uh, which I cannot stop playing Beat Saber. It is an addicting, addicting game. Um, that and uh, there's a Star Wars one. Um, uh, Vader Immortal is an outstanding game. But yeah, Five Nights at Freddy's on a VR headset would be utterly terrifying. I don't even know what that is. Yeah, Five I'm Nights like- at Freddy's? It's like scary uh, yeah. teddy bears and stuff. Oh, it's scary teddy bears and clowns like, and stuff. Wonderful. You remember Showbiz Pizza Place and Chuck E. Cheese and all of that? Yeah. Oh, so it's exactly okay. like that. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Those things come to life and they start hunting you. But they awesome. don't like, you don't see them move. You never see them move. Okay, will turn and it'll be there. Kids, Showbiz Pizza Place. <laughs> Buzzed. Back in the day. Um, yeah, no. if you know what Chuck E. Cheese was, Showbiz was basically like that. That was like the second tier version of Chuck E. Cheese. So, so they're like the we- <laughs> the the weeping angels in Doctor Who? Yeah. They, you, they never move. They just, you turn around and they're closer. They're closer. <laughs> <laughs> um, at, oh, at, uh, at Gen Con last year, I saw uh, somebody who had a weeping angels cosplay that did the whole, you know, did the, did the shtick. Um, they were in like, it was an area, it was, they were in a corridor, but it wasn't like a main corridor. So it wasn't getting traveled a lot. So there was just a handful of people. Um, mm-hmm. and they were like, they couldn't obviously see behind them to see if anybody was looking at them, but they didn't, if they saw somebody in front of them who was looking their direction, they didn't move. And then as soon as they were like, like they felt like nobody's looking, mm-hmm. they would, they would like hustle <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like 15 feet and then take up that pose. And people noticed it, and it was very cool. <laughs> yeah, I've seen some pretty good cosplay out there before. Um, let me think of some of the best ones. Um, I mean, of course, like, I've seen the Kylo Ren and, you know, the Darth Vader at Gen Con all the time. There was always somebody with an RT, R2-D2 unit. <laughs> always. Um, but like, especially, I think one of the things that impressed me the most are the people who make the giant wings, especially like the articulated oh, yeah, wings the where they move. They, they fold open and everything. Yeah, I really want to learn how to do that. Um, it looks pretty complex, but I'm sure there's yeah, tutorials. Whole, yeah, there's a whole motor system and everything that's built into them so that, and they're controlling it like via something that's kind of like hidden in the costume. Mm-hmm. Standing there and their wings will just go yeah. and open up. Yeah. up and down and oh that's 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 that that's, and the electronics like people who incorporate electronics and doing that well 
you know, and, and the lights and stuff for electronics is great, but doing the wing thing like that and getting that, yeah. not only does it move, mm-hmm. but you have to put it on yourself in such a way that you can wear it for a little while mm-hmm. and that it remains balanced and it doesn't, you know, screw with your back horribly. Because what's the point of making that thing if you can only stand to wear it for 20 minutes at a pop? Yeah, absolutely. People will put that thing on and they'll go out for two, three hours yeah. with this with this gear on their back that that's, that, that's constantly opening and closing and shifting its weight and everything. So it's got to be, the harness has got to be built just right, custom and everything. Yeah, that's, that's some serious dedication. Impressive. One of the things that people do. And you can go find it all at your local thrift shop. And then there was the guy, <laughs> and then there was the guy that Mike and I met at Dragon Con several years ago who mm-hmm. made his, his dwarf armor out of, um, if I remember correctly, carpet padding. Oh my God. I don't remember that. It doesn't breathe. Remember, remember we were talking to that guy that was just sweating his ass yeah. off. Huh. And he made and it was all painted and everything, but it was made out of like that, you know, that thick carpet, the padding that you put underneath carpeting. My yeah. God. Which which yeah. has which is not permeable, you know. It's like there's it, it doesn't breathe at all. Especially but in he, summer. But yeah, and in August <laughs> in Atlanta. <laughs> But he was, he was, he was sweating his ass off, but he was like, but it looks great, doesn't it? (laughs) You know what, guy? Yeah, it does. (laughs) God, that's insane. Yeah, because, you know, especially in Indiana in the summer, (laughs) Gen Con or like down south, my God, can't even imagine. Oh, do we have a question? A Kevin question? Yeah, yeah, we do. Ooh, <laughs> that's kind of a long one. That's what she said. <laughs> All right. All right. One thirty-three question. Once you have your stuff on the belt at the grocery store, shouldn't your order be locked? I have no problem with you adding any of the impulse purchase items they put at the registers. But shouldn't there be a hard and fast rule against the guy in front of me getting everything on the belt, remembering he forgot one thing, and running away? Then I'm stuck being asked if I want paper or plastic and trying to explain to the cashier that those aren't my groceries, and some (laughs) idiot just ran away. As far as I am concerned, having a grocery store partner is the only reason to be married. One, (laughs) The only reason. One, One of you can deal with the missing eggs, and the other can be there to start the transaction. Also, if your spouse isn't back with the eggs in time, pay for your shit and get out of the way. Wait in line again to get your eggs. Maybe next time you will remember the fucking eggs. <laughs> Thanks, Kevin. P.S. You also cannot act like I am the asshole when we are waiting for your stupid wife to get back with the eggs. I saw her leave, and I wouldn't consider that saunter an appropriate hustle. I'm not in the grocery store because this is where I want to hang out. I thought I picked a fast lane, and I shouldn't have to sit around because you cannot remember eggs. <laughs> is the wow. end of the question. Um, okay, so the the mini rant at the end aside, I want to address two things. First of all, I am fully in favor of if you're going to be going to the grocery store, that yes, you should take a. If you can't keep your crap together, you should have a grocery store partner with you. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and Agreed. if you get there and somebody refers to the other person as your husband or wife or boyfriend or girlfriend, you say, no, 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 no. That's my grocery store partner. <laughs> and my, then you explain why member. you have a grocery store partner. Um, your and, grocery store buddy. Yeah. Everybody Whatever. buddy up. 
whatever 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 terminology you're comfortable with um and then uh to answer the question yes that is that is bs you you forgot something Haul that stuff out to the car or let it sit in your cart and then go back and get the thing and stay right. in line again. Don't go running mm-hmm. off and grab the stuff. Unless, uh, you know what? I'll let it slide. And this is this is a sliding scale and it depends on what kind of mood I'm in. Um, but I'll let it slide. If you have to leave the checkout lane to get something that's in a main aisle, but it's on the end cap, like mm-hmm. one aisle over. So it's practically like the impulse buy location. It's right there. Like they're not going to finish scanning your items in the time that it takes you to walk over there and back. Or if you got to walk walk, all the way back to the dairy section, run. (laughs) Even if it's right there, no, you can walk. If if it's right there, if it's literally fifteen feet away, and you've got thirty items on the belt, and they need to they need to scan all those. I think you need to show some hustle. You should be smart enough to know it's going to take her. You know, (laughs) a minute. It's going to take the the clerk, the checkout person, a minute to scan all these items. I've got mm-hmm. a minute to get over there and back. And how fast can I move in a minute? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you need to announce that, though, to anybody behind you. Yeah. I think that needs to be that part be, of the that rules. Would be a nice, that would be a nice, yeah, that'd be a nice thing. I, I also think that, like, if, if, uh, if, here's, here, I'm going to throw this out there, too, is um, if the, if the person leaves to go get their stuff, the bagger immediately stops bagging. And mm-hmm. I know this is going to slow the whole process down, but this is to teach them a lesson. The bagger stops bagging and they leave everything on the belt. And then if the, the checker gets all the stuff scanned through and you're not back, then they press the super fast button and everything off the belt shoots off onto the floor over there. <laughs> and then you can go pick it up and put it back in your cart and go back around and start over. What fancy grocery stores are you going to where they have baggers? Wow. Right. I'm just saying. Fancy newfangled stores. If they do, if that's the situation, the bagger immediately stops. They hold their hands up, <laughs> they step aside, and they and you and then everybody in the line. Yes, if the person comes back, this this might slow the the checking down, right? Because the person the, the checker's not going to keep checking stuff until the person comes back with the thing. But or the bagger's not going to start bagging stuff, right? Um, but it all it gives all the people who are waiting in line behind there the chance to place bets. Yeah. And that's something that that is really missing from the grocery buying experience. So that's my answer. Gambling. You've added gambling. <laughs> Occasional grocery store gambling. Impromptu. Yes. Gambling. Unregulated. Wow. No, make the put the. Uh, unregulated yeah i mean it's just you know people you know, interpersonal bets all the time like i'll bet you 20 bucks blah 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 that's fine for as few for as as little as that's going to happen because i guarantee you the first time you get 35 items shot onto the floor <laughs> <laughs> clean up at register three no. that person cleans them up <laughs> anyway, anyway. What, how how do you, how do both of you feel about people that go running off to get that one thing that they forgot that's on the I other mean, end of the store? Yeah, I don't mind as long as as long as they're back before they're done with the checkout. But yeah, if they're holding everybody up. Oh, here's another thing: the bagger could keep bagging, um, and then if they've got everything bagged and the person's not back, then mm-hmm. the bagger 
gets to stand there with the bags and reach in and just very methodically, like every two seconds, reach in and pick up one item and slam it onto the floor. <laughs> or pocket it. Thank Throw you. Throw it on the ground. <laughs> or give it to the next person in line for free. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So as, as this person is running back with their with their, their half carton of eggs that they forgot, because they don't eat a lot of eggs. They only need six. Uh, <laughs> And they come around in the corner with their eggs like tucked under their f- arm like a football. <laughs> and they see the bagger going, take, picking out the Ben and Jerry's going, wham! <laughs> or holding it up and announcing to everybody else in line, you know, who wants Cherry Garcia? First come, first serve. <laughs> Pint of Cherry Garcia, one buck. Any takers? You. Boom. And he just tosses it to you. There you go. <laughs> Oh my god! I I agree. I agree with all all of the uh, aforementioned uh, everything, um, except <laughs> yeah. maybe uh, maybe no no. I like the shooting everything out onto the floor. Yeah, I like that too. <laughs> um, I was just thinking, you know, personally, when I've done that, when I've forgotten something, and uh, and I'm by myself, mm-hmm. I just think, oh, crap, I got to remember to come back in and buy that again, and then and then by the time I get out to my car, I've forgotten. <clears throat> I've gone back in. Oh, uh, addendum to the shooting everything off the belt at super fast speed. <laughs> First, the next person in line gets to press the button for five dollars <laughs> to launch yeah. a projectile, and they get to wait and launch it when they want to. So they so get maybe to at stand, the individual stand there with their finger on the button <laughs> for that person running with the egg. Like, and I then when the they're eggs, like three, when they're three feet Boom. away. <laughs> this is feeling like an episode of the Practical Jokers. <laughs> God, it's terrifying. Well, I think I think the common thread here is that the person that makes everyone <laughs> wait is a jerk. Yeah, and we should do something to uh, point out to them that they're a jerk and to inconvenience them for having inconvenienced everyone else. Jerks should All be right. punished in in yeah. life in general. I think Absolutely. we can find ways to punish all sorts of jerks. <laughs> Making ways that not only teaches a lesson, but is also fun for the non-jerks, like pressing the yeah. button for five dollars. I'd spend five dollars to to, <laughs> to to have somebody else with their carton of eggs be eighteen inches from me when I press the button. <laughs> As you stand there staring at them with a smile. Yeah. Boink. They're holding the eggs out and they're gonna scan them right over the thing. <laughs> they're like a foot from the scanner, and then you're like everything Boom. goes boom. <laughs> Love it. And you could make it like skee ball. You could have board <laughs> with different sized openings. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Um, I, can, I can just keep going because I can innovate this right into the ground. It'd make grocery shopping a hell of a lot more fun. <laughs> I might actually go. <laughs> instead of instacarting anymore you have it delivered i do delivery nowadays yeah <laughs> nice I, if i could do all that stuff i'd go grocery shopping every once in a while just to see if i'd get a chance to foom everybody's somebody's stuff off the end of the belt into the ski ball openings <laughs> win a win a gift card or something <laughs> <laughs> anyway That's wow disturbing. thanks kevin <laughs> 
there are times when I think we could make a podcast just out of those, just answering <laughs> those types of questions and just riffing in. I have like four questions every episode and just riff for 15 minutes. <laughs> that could totally be a thing. Absolutely. <laughs> um, Lisa. Yes. Thank you so much for joining us, for, for hauling yourself out of bed on, in California early. <laughs> yes, thank, thank you. you. Talk to us. I appreciate it. It was fun. As always. Mike. Craig. Where can they find us? They can find us at nerdburgershow.com, at nerdburgershow on the Twitters and the Facebook. Email us, nerdburgershow at gmail.com. And you can go to nerdburgergames.com to uh, learn about the game stuff that I'm doing. And uh, you can go to drivethroughrpg.com to buy some of those things. But don't do that right now because there's a Kickstarter running. What? Oh. Do the Kickstarter first. Kickstarter and look for Capers uh, Deluxe Hardcover. Uh, we'll have a link on the website somewhere. I'm sure you can find it easily enough. Um, I'm going to try to make a really, really pretty, nice, sturdy, really beautiful version of the Capers hardcover book. Four-color um, printing press? Printing press like quality, really, really good. Um, <laughs> Tell us how you really feel. Really, really good! With, an, and, with um, a nice no, sewn-in bookmark thing. What? A nice sewn-in bookmark that costs like a buck twenty-five. <laughs> uh, two two shonen bookmarks that cost like a little two. wow um per per print yeah, per unit anyway awesome um, yeah go check that out first um and uh and and maybe back that or get you know get stuff that way um and then if that if those things don't appeal to you then you go to drive through rpg do a good thing On the next episode of Nerdburger, Mike and Craig repeat even more Jim Gaffigan lines, shamelessly stealing from a seasoned, skilled comedy performer in order to make themselves seem to be funny. Nerdburger, stealing comedians' best bits since 2013. <laughs> we don't steal his lines, we just do the voices. George is getting upset! They're all gonna laugh at you. I was like, are we gonna talk about Macklemore? Because I am really unprepared to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you just have a theme song yeah. idea, guys. Yeah. Is it Macklemore or Macklemore? Uh I think it's M-A-C-K-L-E-M-O-R-E. Oh no, I'm reading it on the phone right now. Macklemore. Macklemore. He's Italian. I was asking about the pronunciation. <laughs> it says fragile. It must be Italian. He sings so good. He sings yeah. so good. He's an opera singer. He's a making you cry. <laughs> All I can picture is Carlotta from Phantom of the Opera. Yes, the thing does not happen. All I can picture is a cartoon Italian chef. <laughs> What do you mean he no like? <laughs> this I is the you. night. And then he grabs the <laughs> cleaver and goes running after the. <laughs> I kill him. I like my spaghetti. I'm going to sing you nine rap songs that you're going to love. <laughs> I'm bringing you nine pies. I want to put you everything Or the French Isn't... chef from uh, Little Mermaid, Le Poisson, Le Poisson. Yeah, wasn't the guy, didn't the guy talk like that? Oh, didn't he have that God. accent in in uh, defending your life? I think that's why Bob keeps doing <laughs> that. You nine pies. <laughs> I think that's where he got that from. 
I think maybe that might be. Yeah. What is defending See, your now, life? I'm, I'm I'm falling into I'm falling into like Borat, where it's like I've, <laughs> nine pies. <laughs> Lisa, you've never seen defending your life. I have not. I've never even heard of it. That that is like <laughs> telling people about the movie Defending Your Life might be what this show is actually about. <laughs> okay. Because we have brought it up on the podcast so many times with so many different people. Um, you must you must watch it. It is a uh what, like mid to late eighties. It's like mm-hmm. eighty nine, ninety, ninety one, somewhere around there. Somewhere in there. Um okay. uh, Albert Brooks. Albert Brooks comedy, him and Meryl Streep, he dies, he goes to Judgment City, where he's going to be judged to determine whether or not he's going to move on to the next place in existence. And, his, and his, it's it's a it's a you know, it's an Albert Brooks comedy. It's kind it's of that like the best one. Yeah, it's yeah. it's the best it's, of his It's comedy, peak Albert Brooks. Movies. It's it's a it's it's you know, it's it's very much a it's a dramedy, if you want to put it that way. And it's yeah. like, you know, it's it's a a light comedy you know it's it's not goofy over the top there's no slapstick or i'll have to look it up it's on very it's very character and high concept driven comedy yeah i'll have to look it up on one of the 17 streaming services we have. 991 <laughs> 1991 it is available you can it doesn't look like it's and and might be my streaming favorite for free anywhere Meryl Streep is fabulous. Now that I think, I well, I mean, she's good in everything she's in, but I think, I think, yeah. I think I'm in love with her more in that movie than I am in with any other movie. Like she's, yeah. she's her character is that attractive, and she is like, you know, Julia. Right yeah, Julia yeah. is like, well, <laughs> it looks like uh, she's it's... lovely, and the character is super, like, you know, likable, and well, that's why she only has four days. Yeah, that's why her judgment is only going to last four days, and it, and it everything goes really well, and it's like they're all just having a good time, and his is just like this neurosis. Well, it's you know Albert Brooks, so all of his stuff is like neuroses driven, mm-hmm. and she's just having a grand old time. Anyway, Lisa looks like it's two ninety nine everywhere. You, sh- you should okay. you should watch it. Oh, yes, it's definitely worth it. I will do that this weekend. <laughs> okay, are we almost ready? I saw cats too. If you guys haven't, so <laughs> you need another topic. You saw well, what? Could... <laughs> cats. Oh, okay. Yeah. You saw cats also. I'm like, they made a sequel. Too. <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> we probably have different opinions on it. I imagine. Oh, you like we can, it? We can. We can touch on it <laughs> for, for three minutes at the beginning when we introduce you if you really want to yeah sure that should be plenty of time to describe all the good parts right (laughs) because from what i've heard on the internet is that there's really nothing good to talk about have have you you haven't seen it yet i yet yet (laughs) i'm never gonna see that okay no i i saw the the like when they showed the first trailer and i got i looked at like i was 10 seconds in and i was like nope (laughs) this is too weird these people are too far in the uncanny valley this is creepy (laughs) and i like musicals just fine but no that's fair and i'm probably going to repeat that when we talk about it so it is not everybody's it's not everybody's bag yeah it's not everyone's bag of litter (laughs) (laughs) save it for the show Hey, you can pull other clips, right? Well, I'll, okay, I'll repeat that if, as long as you guys laugh a lot. 
and then and then that'll be <laughs> the episode that'll, title. We'll repeat it, and it'll be like silence. Oh come on! <laughs> <laughs> that joke killed during the pre-show. <laughs>